0: Welcome to the fellowship. My name is Adam Hawk, joined as always by Ryan Engel. This podcast is about golf, life, friendship, fatherhood, drinking, smoking. Everything is fair game. If you like what you hear, share it with a friend, add it to your audio rotation, and get in contact with us. We are at Nation Golf on Instagram, or you can find us with a good old fashioned email, nationgolfco at gmail.com. Let's get right into it. First off, usually we record this show. At Nation Golf in the world-famous boardroom, today we're taping in the President's Room. Engel, you built this place. Tell us about the room, when it came together, why you built it, and why you named it the President's Room.
1: Well, Adam, good to see you. Happy uh, almost 4th of July. Thank you. Thanks for making the trip down from beautiful downtown Fullerton, California. It's about 20 degrees hotter up there, right? Yeah, and this actually feels warm in here, too, because I should have aired out the President's Room ahead of time. I didn't quite think about that but it is what it is. The president's room. Well, you know, COVID happened and it gave everyone a swift kick in the nuts. You're trying to plan things out. As you know me, I I like somewhat looking into the future, not for like important stuff like business, personal life, but for like collecting old shit, building cool stuff. And so obviously I used my, my Jedi mind tricks to Basically get my wife's brand at the time who was using my garage for their fulfillment. Shout out Dandy Delmar. Talked to them into splitting the build on this thing and they could use it for one year as their fulfillment warehouse. And after that year, we were going to kick them out. And then I was going to turn this place into a bar and it worked in my favor. Probably the coolest thing I've ever built. It's
0: very nice. I always thought that you built it because as soon as your wife got pregnant with Palmer, you right, decided, right, right. I'm not going to be able to go out to the bar. I might as well yeah, bring the yeah, bar the, to me.
1: The bars were closed down and uh, wifey was pregnant. And I knew that we were going to be pretty landlocked there. A friend last night, we were talking about kids and stuff at a, at a get together. And he was like, yeah, you know, th- from the pregnancy to the first year, the boat's docked, the plane is grounded. There's a cover on it. You ain't going anywhere. That was kind of the main part of my whole vision for this place, it proved to be a great investment, not only for fellowship, friendships, but you know, my marriage, because we were down here, baby monitor. You got the Martin Denny playing, pouring a stiff drink, having a smoke. Cause it's detached from the house. We kind of felt like we were doing things without leaving the property. So it was a really fun, fun thing to do. And. Now I just spend my time looking at like old vintage bar shit on eBay and stuff. So always trying to add.
0: Breaking news coming into the president's room right now. Ricky Fowler has won the Rocket Mortgage out in Detroit. Would have been really nice to watch this. It was a stacked leaderboard. Ricky versus Colin Morikawa and Adam Hadwin right down to the wire went to a playoff. I have no idea how this happens, but CBS, the regular broadcaster of this golf tournament, decided to start their coverage at 12 noon Pacific. We are currently taping this episode at 1145 Pacific, meaning CBS will start their broadcast of a golf tournament that ended 10 minutes ago in 15 minutes. Well done, CBS. Would have loved to have seen Rick Utaka's first win since 2019, but way to go, golf. Congratulations to Ricky Fowler. You know what they say. If you can't win the U.S. Open, you might as well win the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit, Michigan. It's the next biggest thing.
1: Pretty cool. How often does it happen where like a player in a tour event wins and their sponsor is the title sponsor? It's almost like there's this premeditated fire under their ass. It seems like it happens quite often where like that player comes in that week. They're probably getting like a lot of good mojo from their sponsors they're doing like a bunch of you know meet and greets what have you and maybe that's kind of what he needed to just feel big dick rick feel important get out there and get the job done you think his caddy leaned into him at lacc and said
0: hey rick save it for the rocket mortgage
1: he could have once he saw rick's eyes after his first tee shot and said this kid doesn't have it today <laughs> he doesn't have it today
0: ricky fowler winner at the rocket mortgage Congratulations. Rick
1: Utaka is back. He's been playing good, though, like this whole season. He's been kind of knocking on the door.
0: He has, and now he's busted through. Good for him. It is July 2nd. We're going to put a few episodes in the can before we both jaunt off to respective vacations. We'll get into it. We're a couple
1: of days away from the 4th of July. I hate to be that guy right now. Strap yourselves in. Get yourselves ready, because here comes what I'm imagining is another famous and horrible Hawk take. I cannot wait for the 4th of July to be over. (laughs) I knew it was coming. You just, you knew it was coming, folks. Used to
0: love this holiday so much. I love what it means. I love what we're celebrating. What I cannot stand, and I don't know if it's just a Fullerton thing, all these jack wagons lighting off fireworks, five, six, seven days ahead, nonstop.
1: I am so with you, dude. And here's why. You become a dad so now you got the baby sleeping kind of thing. We got two small dogs, so now you got the dogs barking thing. The whole thing is to celebrate what this country was founded for, built for, stands for. It's a celebration. If you're really about that, wouldn't it make sense to wait till the moment? Dude, all week we've been hearing just a bunch of shithead kids down the street lighting off M80s. You're not a patriot. You're not doing this for for us. You're a criminal. You're 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 just trying to be a fucking wise guy. I'm with you. I think it's bullshit. It's just like, go home. Go to bed, dude.
0: No one is lighting off sparklers or bottle rockets right now. They're lighting off M80s and mortars. They're setting off car alarms. And yes, I am so self-aware of how old and grumpy we sound right now. But Engel mentioned it. You add kids into the mix. You add pets into the mix. You add, it's a work day, I gotta get up and go to sleep. Car alarms going off nonstop.
1: It's like a war zone and can we all just wait till the 4th? Go out in the hills, go to the park, go to the beach. Don't do it on a residential street where there's families trying to sleep. That's just a major fuck you. And you know what fuck yous get? is a nice fuck you in return dude i'm
0: over it i can't wait for it to be over i did say that we are going on a couple of vacations so we're going to put a few episodes in the can i am more likely not going to see you until the end of july it's july 2nd right now i'm going to seattle to see my family for a week and then i'm coming back and going straight to palm springs for my wife's birthday right when i leave for palm springs you go on a 10-day trip to hawaii you have a lot of history in hawaii a lot of surf trips your wife's from there I think the people want to know, you're a golfer. You're going to arguably one of the greatest golf capitals in the world. Are you going to play any golf in Hawaii?
1: Uh, I don't know. Not sure yet. I'm I- not bringing my club, so if I do play, I'm going to rent. Really looking forward to getting some tailor-made stealth carbon fiber cavity backs and just launching seven irons 200 yards because they're de-lofted to 20 degrees. My wife's from Maui. Her family's fourth or fifth generation not Hawaiians, but from Hawaii. We haven't been back since before the pandemic. And that's the longest my wife's gone from uh, um, going home, as she likes to call it. And we uh, were fortunate enough to have a bunch of airplane miles on our Alaska miles card. The tickets didn't cost us anything. And we have some friends helping us out with accommodations. And we're just going to go and soak it up because it's been a long time coming. We're really looking forward to it. So the golf, the surf, that's all kind of secondary to our main objectives for going. So we'll we'll see. I'd really love to get out and play King Kamehameha Golf Club. I love that track. It's so beautiful. And the clubhouse is just absolutely stunning. And uh, we'll, we'll see. It's nice to play golf outside of
0: California every once in a while. We're so used to playing here on the coast and then in the desert. And then you go and you see golf elsewhere like Hawaii or even where I'm going, Seattle. And I am going to play golf in Seattle. It's just Everything has mountains and trees in the background, natural water, and the air is so crisp and cool that it's, it almost feels like you're dragging on a menthol cigarette. It almost hurts, or as I like to call it, a berry, short for Barack Obama. Barack Obama, a famous smoker of the menthol cigarette. Never would have guessed. Last podcast, someone wrote in asking us our top three flavors of Backwoods, which we gave, but what we didn't mention, and I feel like we missed something is we live in California where in 2022, a law was passed banning all flavored tobacco. So we failed to mention that when we were going down our list of favorite flavored backwoods, these are really, really, really hard to find. It's the worst law ever passed in the history of California. Not only
1: can you not get flavored backwoods, menthol cigarettes are no longer available. What a joke. It's like, I get where the law was coming from because all these vape companies started putting like Teletubbies on their advertisements, you know, at like three feet off the ground so kids can see it and they want to get vapes. I get that, you know, that tastes like cotton candy, all that shit. Of course that should be banned. Kids aren't buying Honeyberry Backwoods, backwards. So all of a sudden I'm guilty by association with all these stupid vape companies. That is the biggest, most backwards ass, stupid law. Menthol cigarettes... They were just sitting there, minding their own business, way up high on the shelf. No one even paid any attention to them. And now they're gone? That's fucking bullshit.
0: It's it's crap. They caught a stray bullet with this law. But we should have mentioned that as much as we love a flavored backwoods, they're really hard to find. That's not to say that you can't find them. And I did want to bring up how good it feels when you do stumble upon the forbidden fruit, pun intended, and you find a flavored tobacco. I'm taking three packs. Right. So yesterday I was in Alhambra. What'd you get? I got vanilla backwoods. Ooh, never saw them before. Ooh. They come in a beautiful royal blue paper pouch. Ooh, and as soon as I see a flavor on backwoods, I'm picking them up. Vanilla sounds luxurious. I can't wait to try them. Now you have some backwoods in front
1: of you. This is just the original, the the sweet and aromatic, right? Um, and these are good. They, they have a they have a little bit of sweetness. They probably smell better than they smoke, which is like most things in life. You know, when you like smell someone smoking weed and you're like, that is like so intriguing. It's like a, when you go by a really good coffee shop, you know, it just like kind of like a little skunky, you know, like how coronas grow on you because, you know, when you're young, you're like, oh, these are kind of skunky and have bite. And then you're like, I kind of like that now, yep. you know? But then you you smell the weed and you're like, let me have some. And then you smoke it and you just don't get the same effect. The same as with this, the flavor backwoods do, however, have those like sweetened tips and you do get a little bit of that flavor in there, but they smell better than they smoke. You know, the people around you are always like, oh my God, that smells amazing. You know, yeah. we were down at the beach the other day and some old timer was puffing on an o- old school pipe and he had the cherry pipe tobacco thing and I was just down breeze from it. If you don't get a tobacco bone or smelling something like that in the distance, especially when you don't have any on you to like supply your fix, man, I'll tell you what. It's just a sad day for all of us because here we are, this harmless little vice, these cute little packs of flavored cigarellos, gone forever? For what?
0: There's nothing I like more than you referring to cigars and cigarettes as harmless.
1: So I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it was news to me. We were, we, remember we were um, smoking and drinking in the, in the boardroom at work and our friend Alex came over and he's like, God, I'm really in need a cigarette bad. And we're like, we're out, but there's, there's a halfy right there in that ashtray. Like we, we wouldn't judge it. And he was just like, fuck it. So he just puts it to his lips and he's just like, yeah, the nicotine thing. And I was like, Yeah, I don't really understand the nicotine thing, you know? Like, I feel like I could just go without smoking and stuff. I mean, I smoke cigars, but it's like, I don't inhale, so I'm not getting any nicotine. And he's like, did you know that cigars have like 300% more nicotine in them? And I was like, yeah, but I don't inhale. And he's like, yeah, but it's going through your lips and stuff.
0: And your gums and your tongue and and your mouth. And then I
1: realized real quick how dumb I was. Yeah. And I went, hmm. I guess I am addicted to nicotine.
0: A couple of podcasts ago, maybe it was last podcast, you said you love a cigar that knocks you on your ass. You think you just get knocked on your ass by that stuff not getting in your system? What do you think is knocking you on your That's ass?
1: It's a very, very good point. It's amazing how much you can still learn at this age. And I appreciate
0: you being open to learning. Both of us are pet owners and we're both going on vacation. I'm going on a longer vacation than I normally go on. You're going on a 10 day trip question that my wife and I are kicking around right now how long is too long
1: to board an animal gosh i don't know we don't board ours we we have help so they just live their life without us for a little bit do you feel like 10 days
0: is too long for an animal to be sitting in some kind of veterinarian's clinic
1: i would say for a dog who's has in comparison to a cat has more like human like hyper intelligence Whereas cats are borderline just schizophrenics that just like stare around in corners and trip out on shadows and shit all day. I don't think they know or understand or even seem to care. You go pick up your cat, it's not going to be like giving you Google eyes, going like, oh, oh my God, thanks for picking me up. But a dog would. Cats are like furry goldfish walking around. Like they don't know what the fuck's going on
0: i won a pair of brand new golf shoes at a golf tournament i'm not going to mention which golf tournament don't want to look like the guy that turns around and sells something brand new that they were never going to use but i'm the guy that turned around and sold something brand new i'm never going to use these were a pair of FootJoy traditions and when i got them i was excited they were saddled and then uh, it turned out they were just vinyl and the saddle was camo and you couldn't see the camo on the internet so it just came Didn't out. they have
1: like yellow soles too. Yellow soles. God, dude.
0: It, they just they came out very heinous. They were masquerading as old school foot joys, but they came out to be like brand new neon soccer cleats. Now, I listed these on OfferUp. And I know you like to sell golf equipment a lot on eBay. The shoes retail brand new for $140. I listed them for $100. I sold them this morning at six in the morning outside of my residence. Just some rando on offer up. How much do you think I got for him? 65 bucks. 75 bones. Not bad. Someone hit me up and said, Are you willing to do 40? Ha! <laughs> Doesn't hurt to ask, I guess. I wrote back, what a joke.
1: Yeah, (laughs) That's all I wrote.
0: I mean, they list new for $140. I'm putting them on sale for $100, and you want them 60% off of the already sale price for brand new shoes? Yeah, $40 and an OTPHJ, dude. Now, you want to take a guess at uh, what kind of hat and shirt this gentleman was wearing when he came to
1: pick up? Bad birdie hat, the black one that says bad with a white rope. And then his shirt was probably a gray Travis Matthews shirt with horizontal stripes and palm trees on the chest.
0: Okay. This gentleman was picking up his shoes early in the morning because he wanted to wear them to his round of golf. That's why he came by. Did he have a white belt on? He had a white belt. (laughs) The shirt was Travis Matthews. So you're two for two. Yeah. The hat. Not a bad birdie hat, but a huge block letter PXG hat. Oh my gosh, dude. He said to me when he got out of his car, mind if I try these on? And I said, I don't think you need to. They go perfect with what you're wearing, but go ahead and slip into these. And he was a very, very happy customer. Ankle socks? Ankle
1: socks. Good for him, man. Yep. Shorts. Just living the American dream. He probably follows Colorado Golf Blog for all of his golf and sporting news.
0: Yep, Colorado Golf Blog, Zyre Golf, PGA memes. (laughs) He's he's really loaded into golf. Now, while we're on that subject of golf and golf Instagram and what's kind of dictating the mood and feel of golf to the masses, I wanted to ask you, who do you think right now is the face of golf? Now, keep in mind, the face of golf does not necessarily mean the best golfer. It certainly doesn't mean your favorite golfer. It simply means who do you think the most amount of people associate first with the game of golf? And I'm sorry to put you on the spot, Hmm. but I think it comes down to two people right now. Okay. Who do you think? You can always make an argument for Tiger Woods. He doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. However, he has been gone for so long. He's getting so old. There's an argument to be made for Tiger. However, I believe that that argument is getting weakened by the day. The other argument you can make, and it's going to make me sick to my stomach to say it out loud, but I want to get your reaction to it. You could argue right now that the face of golf is DJ Khaled. God, dude. And don't shoot the messenger. Like I said, doesn't mean he's the best. Why, doesn't why mean he's is this my guy favorite. getting
1: so lifted up? I That's don't what I want to
0: know. I want to know why DJ
1: Khaled is, you could argue, the face of golf right You know, now. you know why I despise that guy and his whole shtick so much? It's so hypocritical and such false advertising. His taglines and his like broad message is just like, God did. And it, it has this like phony, like love message. But throughout it, he's acting like such a big shot, narcissistic, selfish kind of guy. He's acting all cocky and like his drive was perfect and staring at the camera and strutting his stuff. And it's like, bro, you're morbidly obese and you're being a hypocrite on your whole message. You're a glorified DJ that just collabed his way to to greatness. Good for you. But like... You don't know shit about golf. You just got on this boat and you're acting like you're the fucking captain and everyone just gets on board. We have such an amazing short attention span for gobbling up content these days. So many of our friends in this industry are so guilty of it. They see that it's hot there and you know, deep down inside, they're not down. They don't like his music. They think his thing's a joke, but you know what they're doing to get their own traction? They're using his song. They're copping shit he's doing. Just for relevancy. And it's just the 48 hour echo chamber bullshit news cycle world we live in now, you know, where it's like, I better jump on board with this. It's hot right now. It's like, why not like searching within yourself and finding what you're truly passionate about and expressing your true self rather than just jumping on board some bullshit hypocrisy? (laughs) It's amazing
0: that in 60 years, we've gone from Arnold Palmer, the face of golf, to DJ Khaled and Macklemore, the faces of golf. Who's more responsible for that? Those guys, Khaled and McLemore, or as I call them, Ben. Khaled and Ben, or the tour pros who just refuse to step up and give anyone anything worth following?
1: Well, there's that. And then also, it's just there's been this massive push throughout the industry for arguably misguided reasons or whatever, where it's like, oh, we need to change, we need to adapt, we need to do this. And yeah, and maybe so. And there's an argument to be made there. I'm, I'm no one to be like, nope. Although a lot of people probably think I feel that way or it sounds like I'm saying that. But the reality is, is that these guys, you know, have been pushing this narrative for a long time to lower the standards because they think that golf is exclusive to people. And it's like, yeah, it is. You know why? It's fucking expensive financially, and it's also even more expensive with your time. You can have as many first tees and giveaways and lower as many dress codes as you want. But look, dude, whether you're wearing a hooded sweatshirt or not, golf takes six to seven hours door to door, and it takes a lot of fucking money. And look at the equipment. You know, no one talks about that. It's like they're saying, oh, this is good for the game, change it, this and that. Meanwhile, Macklemore selling a $100 fucking t-shirt and the equipment, these guys are coming out with $600 drivers that are mass produced in China and the upgraded shafts are 300 bucks. Come on, dude. It's all a sham, dude. They're just redirecting your attention while actually inflating the whole thing worse because when things had standards, it was a lot more affordable. Yeah, grow the game, grow my bank account. How about that? So I can afford your hundred dollar champion hooded sweatshirts because when i was growing up champion hooded sweatshirts they were a big five and they were twenty dollars and you know how much it cost to screen print one of those two bucks so who's the joke
0: on that note we are out of here we're gonna put out another episode one week from now so look for that
1: (laughs) we're
0: gonna go tape that right now so we'll catch you later
1: we the best